Welcome to Your Mental Breakdown, the podcast where you get to follow along with a client in real therapy sessions. And you'll hear two licensed psychotherapists. That's us. Breaking it down afterwards, so you get a look behind the curtain. In this episode, we talk about some of the adjustments we've been making and some of the caution we've been taking during this pandemic time. In the session, Andrew's prepping to bring his girlfriend with him for a weekend at home with his parents. He feels his confidence grow as he shifts to look at things from his own perspective. In the breakdown, we talk about how we can have our own experience of things and how shifting our perspective can lead to the world around us looking different too. And exciting in other news, we're doing a giveaway. From now, April 30th, until next Thursday, May 7th, you can win an iTunes gift card for writing a review of the podcast on iTunes. We wanted to give away something practical that you guys can use during quarantine, like using it for a meditation app or renting a couple movies. Like Groundhog Day, which it feels like we're all stuck in right now. Indeed. To enter the giveaway, you need to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. And this is important. In your review, make sure to leave your Instagram handle. That sounds really official. Or your email so we can contact you if you win. And whether you want to be in the contest or not, we would really appreciate it if you left a review for us about the podcast because it helps grow this incredible community and continue the conversation about mental health. The lucky winner will be announced on our Instagram story next Thursday, May 7th. So stick around. Bye. Bye. I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is your mental breakdown. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop hooray. Oh. Did you see that Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks' wife, while she was dealing with the Rona and recovering, she recorded herself singing along to hip hop hooray? No, but that's fucking fantastic. And then recently they heard that and did a remix of them. They being Naughty by Nature? Yeah. They, they did a remix of them and her singing. They took the, the audio from her singing it. No way. Spliced it in with them. And had her doing some of the verses, then all together on the choruses. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. I will certainly watch that. I just looked down at myself and noticed that. You haven't, you haven't showered in three days? Well, that too. <laughs> the 10, maybe 10 minutes I spent laying in the sun in my backyard today. I think I literally got sunburned potentially because I'm so pale. Really? And yes, I put on sunblock. But you're Irish Catholic and, and very pale. Irish Catholic. <laughs> No, but I am half Irish, half Russian Jew. So it really? doesn't make for some tan skin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, same. I go I go from white to red. There's no in between. I know. It's super sexy. <laughs> you want to know what else I did today? I do want to know what else you did today. I went on a bike ride. Really? Yep. Got my bike out. Thought, why not try something else today for exercise? Wow. You've graduated from running to biking. Next, you'll be driving. Well, I did both today. <laughs> so I... Got on my bike and I live like, so I live on Sunset, which is like a really major street. If you don't know it, fast cars coming fast. And then like up above where I go walk and run and stuff, it's hilly. So I was like, fuck, I can't do that. I have a, a Linus bike, like not riding a mountain bike or a fucking road bike. Like I have a Linus. <laughs> like a beach cruiser. 
a, one step up from a beach cruiser, but yeah, you push backwards. Are there gears? No, you push backwards on the pedals to brake, <laughs> but it looks cool. It's very pretty. Oh, and I don't have a helmet. I have a motorcycle helmet. I thought that might be overkill. And no, mm. I don't have a motorcycle. Long story. <laughs> so I was like, all right, fuck it. So I tried to ride where I live and I was like, this is not happening. It was so hard. So after like 10 minutes of that, I came back to my house, put my bike in my car and drove like just a little bit up the ways where the streets are flat. And then I rode my bike there and it was lovely. And I had my face mask like hooked on my ears, but down so that if I got dirty looks from anyone, I could just throw it on. I see other people doing (laughs) that. I'm like very smart. Nice. Do Do you have a legit mask? Yeah. I have a bunch of legit masks. Do you? I have two things that I use depending on where I am. One is just like a little silk piece of silk that I can just tie around my head. This is going to sound horrible, but it's not. The other's not. <laughs> it's an old pair of underwear. <laughs> you sound said it's going to sound worse than it is. No, it's not. It's equally as bad as what you're saying. It's not that bad because it's clean and it has the same pattern as a bandana and it's elastic and you put like, because they're like jockey, not briefs, but like getting worse by the second. Mm -mm. And uh, mm, we will be posting a picture of Doug in his underwear (laughs) mask on the website soon. Um, and actually when he does his next Facebook live episode, he's going to be wearing them too. So Mm, not sure about that. I wore my mask actually today because I went to, we had a farmer's market pickup where the farmer's market in my neighborhood, you can drive there, pick up, and they put it right in your trunk. And of course, right as I'm there, and I brought Beckett with me, and who pulls up next to us? My neighbors. Remember when Beckett fell in the pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was their pool. Their dog wasn't with them, but you know they rolled down their window, and they were wearing their masks, and they said hi. And uh, Beckett started just going nutty, like whining like crazy. You know, he's like, there they are. There they are. I want to play. Where's their dog? Where's my buddy? And it was, it was heartbreaking, you know? So you had to wait till you got back home? No. They can't play? Nothing. No. Don't want to risk like, is it safe? I mean, it's weird. Cross dog contamination. I guess. If not the dog being a carrier of it internally, the dog is just another surface. So where their dog has been, where my dog has has been. It's a whole thing, man. It's wild, man. And people have caution in various degrees, you know, like some people are like, yeah, let the dogs play. No problem. That's fine. And others are like, nope, don't do it. And you stay six feet away and don't come near me. And I don't know which to do. I'm just like, whatever, whatever the masses are doing around me. Right. I think this is one time where erring on the side of caution is an okay thing, right? (laughs) As opposed to normally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, normally you could throw caution to the wind and "Eh, it's all right. But the the consequences of this seem pretty severe. Right. Right. Yeah. As opposed to like jumping out of an airplane, well, whatever. (laughs) Or jumping out of a car at four years old. Oh my God. I know. Poor me. That one still. Fell. I fell. I didn't jump. Blows me away. Yeah. But a moving car, like I'm picturing all these, you know, TV shows or movies where somebody's driving and something, something falls out of the car and just bounces for a while. And Mm -hmm. like, that was you at four years old. That was me. It was. Explains a lot. Right? (laughs) I know. That's right. Speaking of explaining a lot. Oh my God. I was just going to say that. Really? Yes. Nice. He's so smart. 
That's right. Diggity Drew. Diggity Drew. Shall we diggity dig it? Yeah. And I guess if you haven't been listening along, only thing you really need to know now is <laughs> go back and listen along. Start at the beginning and catch up. Or you'll miss it all. Right? He's prepping for uh, a weekend back home near Seattle, and he's bringing his girlfriend with him, and he had a pretty emotional session last week uh, where stuff was coming out pretty raw and dealing with that, and this is his first week back since we had that session, and he still is not yet gone to Seattle, so about to go. Here we go. We'll be back in a little while. Bye. Doing a lot better than last week. Oh, so? So, like, that night, I went over to girlfriend's house, and kind of, like, how we talked about it, where, like, I didn't, I didn't know what to say to her. Right. And, and it was kind of more of a, yeah, like, I'm going through some shit. I don't really know what to say to you right now, but that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And she did exactly what I needed in, in the sense of, like, yeah. Just yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, after, like, that moment everything from then on has been like really really good and so like at the last three nights i haven't really seen her or talked to her but i feel really confident still hmm. you know which is like a really good shift for me yeah because i feel like more times than not when something like that happens i'm like is it me is it something i did is, like, my brain goes there right and i'm fully like oh yeah okay cool go have fun and that's not just you know convincing yourself like no. you actually feel that mm-hmm. yeah which is like I think the first time in my life I've actually felt that way. Wow. Which is like, it's brand like it's brand new, so it's like, ah, uh, but it's cool. What's the, ah, uh, what is that? It's just new. You know, it, it's something I've never really experienced before. And, and I'm starting to pick up on like little things again. And, and so like, for example, I was over at a friend's house the other night, but his nephew, who's my age, was there. But like, we were playing 2K, so we we're playing basketball. And I'm getting my ass like kicked. Like, I am just <laughs> not, like, I am not doing very good. Right. And like the whole time, like he's like sitting behind me. He's like, "Come on, you like you got this." Like like hyping me up. Right. And like for somebody like that to still bat in my corner, and like it's a video game, you know, it's not like a big thing, but it was like it was super meaningful for me. What do you think that's about? That reaching that level with him? I don't know. We talked about it, and I think God puts everything into play for a reason. Mm. And like a week before I met him, I was gonna move to New York. Wow. And so like I told him that too. I was like, dude, everything happens for a reason. Like nothing like is by chance. And so like it's cool to know that I'm working, you know, I, I see a lot more meaning in like what I'm doing now. In, in the sense of like I got so caught up in designing and trying to be something and, right. and, and doing it that I lost track of like relationship and like how important that is. Yeah. And, and now looking forward to like this weekend going to Seattle. Right. It's just like it's perfect timing over the last two weeks of everything that's kind of been happening. I feel like 75% Green Beret for Seattle now. (laughs) And and, and like 25% of what do I need to do? What do I need to prepare? Sure. But I I feel a lot better going into this weekend, like right now than I, than I have been. Yeah. That's awesome. And and noticing a little more Green Beret nature. Remember it's not either or it's like along that spectrum. You're going, yeah, I'm more this side because I'm just kind of going into it. Right. Yeah. I think that's a function of you kind of shifting the way you think about things, allowing mm-hmm. different perspective in there, not entertaining those negative what ifs and going down that spiral. Right. You know, all the new and different that you're talking about, like, whoa, yeah. right? I mean, you're going out of bounds and you're moving rocks and boulders and trees and going, yeah, and this is cool. Yeah. It's a little scary. It's new. And I'm seeing it in a whole different way right now. Yeah. 
And that's a function of you working hard and kind of allowing yourself mm-hmm. to let these emotions come up and come out and yeah. being vulnerable shows that you've got some strength in yourself, some confidence in yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Which And, and like, I've been kind of thinking about it too. Have you ever, uh, what's the book? Uh, the Giver. People see black and white mm-hmm. and, and then one kid, for whatever reason, he sees an apple and he sees that it's red. And he's like, oh, shit, what's this? And then you start seeing color and, like, all this other stuff. Right. And so I feel like right now I'm not seeing all the colors, but I'm starting to see, like, the red apple instead of just black and white. Yeah. Which is, again, something, like, brand new that I've never kind of, like, figured out on my own. So it's cool. It's, like... It's really cool, man. It's almost like going, right, I know that there is color now. Mm -hmm. Not just a red apple, but there is color and everything might still appear black and white, mm-hmm. but you're like, okay, well, we could put green over there on those leaves and we could put blue up there in the sky mm-hmm. and we could put red right here for this apple. Like you're, yeah. you're able to color it yourself and you are the painter. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that to me says, wow, I can control how my mind sees things and I can shape it. I don't have to just go to that scared, worried, not safe, uncertain place all the time. Yeah, Definitely. And I think it took last week to kind of like break through that. Mm. I feel like that was like the lowest I've been in like a while, like a couple months going through this shit is mm. actually a good thing. And like while I was going through, I was like, fuck, this sucks. Right. But now like looking back on it, like it was a good experience to have. And proves to yourself, you know, your line, it's okay that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Okay being a little raw, like you were saying. And, yeah. and I can go through it. I don't have to numb. I don't have to run. Mm-hmm. I can just go right. And it, it will pass. It will make sense. And going through it and understanding it and processing it is how we get to this level where you're at now going, right, there's color and I get to choose the color Yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I'm like the other thing, too, that this is probably the biggest thing I've been thinking about over the, like, the last week is, and I know we've talked about this, too, is I spew. Like when something's going on, I just kind of got to get it all out and I don't really make sense of it. Right. And, and like last week, I didn't really spew to anybody. And it felt really good to kind of do it on my own. Yeah. And, instead of having like a crutch somewhere. And so it was really nice to to build that confidence to be like, okay, like we got this. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that's going to be every time from now on. You know, and yeah. spewing's great sometimes and mm-hmm. horrible sometimes. And we don't always know which it's going to be. Yeah. There are times when just spewing. Yeah is a version of anxiety, just verbalizing anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it can help us formulate, make some sense of it. Mm -hmm. It can also just feed the anxiety and keep it going. Yeah. Right? Which Which is exactly like, yeah, yeah, I know that Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you, you've kind of having the experience you had last week of, wait, I can have this spew thing going on internally Mm -hmm. and... I can manage it myself. I can make sense of it myself. I don't need or rely on somebody else mm-hmm. to give me that strength. Yeah. I want to see if I can have that strength my, myself without anybody. Yeah. And I feel like that's the first like real situation where Big Drew was taking control and, and like yeah. kind, of, kind of took over. And so I, I just think all the progress and in, in where I'm at sitting here right now, mm-hmm. and this might be different next week. But like, you know, but like right now, like I I feel better than ever. I mean, I'm still kind of worried about this weekend. And so I think where my mind's at is, is not feeling guilty at the end of the weekend of I didn't get what I needed to get done done. 
Right. Why would that happen, do you think? Because I don't spend enough time with one of the parties, whether it's too focused on seeing my parents or too focused on girlfriend and not giving my parents me coming home. What do you want out of the weekend? I don't want to plan everything. That's what you don't want. Yeah. Um, I want I want family time, you know, and to me, that's girlfriend, mom and dad all together, going to like a dinner together and like really sitting down and talking where we're not just sitting on our phones and like fucking around. And, and then the other thing, too, is like I don't live at home anymore and that scares me. And so now when I go home, it's like this isn't my home. Mm. And like that's a scary thing for me. What's the what's the scary for you? I think the scary is, is it's not being the same when I go back because I know it's not going to be and it never is whenever I do go back. And it's just like, well, what's going to be different this time? You know, I mean, and that plays into like my parents getting older and me not getting sure. enough time with them and, and stuff like that. And, and so that's the scary aspect of it. Being home, I want it to be the same, but it's not the same. It's always going to be different. And maybe that's what the same means mm-hmm. is that home might always be evolving and changing Mm because they are getting older and things are going to be different. You're getting older and more self-sufficient too. Yeah. There are theories that say we grow a parent in us. Mm -hmm. So we no longer need our parents. Mm -hmm. We'll always want them and we may need them for some things. Yeah. But I think even what you experienced this week, I didn't need anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nice to have them. I think your experience was I can do this yeah. for myself. In a sense, I've got, you know, that parent inside me growing and taking care of me. And, you know, like we called it a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. you, you even said it, mm-hmm. Big Drew. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's recognizing home has changed. I've changed. Mm-hmm. And that's the constant. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a weird thing going, the only thing we can count on is change. Yeah. I want to be comfortable and strong enough to be like, hey, this is going to be our two hours to go do whatever. I'll be back. And knowing my mom, I don't want her to feel like she's missing out. Hmm. And I want her to feel included in all of this. Can you control how she feels? I can control how she feels, but I can do my part to make her feel included. What does that look like? Because like, what I want to do is have dinner with girlfriend Friday night. That's our date night. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we all go to dinner Saturday night together and then hang out during Sunday and, and call it a weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where my head's at on, on, on that topic. But even then, I think my mom's going to kind of, well, you came home to see us. Why are you going on Friday? You just got here. That kind of conversation. Because that's what usually happens, like nine sure. and a half out of ten. Sure. So I, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm more worried on, on her not feeling that I'm coming home to see her. Because I'm not. I'm not coming home to see her. You've got a pretty clear idea mm-hmm. of how you want to spend your couple days there, right? Yeah. And... Look, you've got a new girl mm-hmm. who's never been there. You want to show her some stuff. Mm-hmm. That sounds perfectly reasonable. Right. Is it possible mom or dad is hurt that you're going to have dinner with her and not them? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a rejection of them? Mm-hmm. No. That's yeah, okay. Right. And maybe even very localized. Yes, I'm rejecting you for this one dinner, this one time, yeah. this one place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I reject you. I don't need you anymore. Like, I've grown away from my parents. Not at all. Yeah, I think I just need to have the conversation, you know, because I, I think that's the other part with my family is we're all, we all think we know what each other's feeling, but nobody really has the conversation. And, like, it was funny, too. A couple of days ago, my mom texted me and she was like, hey, like, 
just so you know, you and girlfriend can't sleep in the same room. Like, we'll get the guest room set up for all this shit. And, well, and so I, I instantly call my dad and I'm like, yo, pops, like, come on. Like, I'm not 18. Like, I'm not in high school. Like, I get where you're coming from, but like, I basically live with this girl and like, it would be he- like, it would just be fucking weird for us not to. And then I was like, it just makes me feel like a kid again. And like, I really don't like it. I'm getting older. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm trying to disrespect you guys. I just want you to respect me in the sense of I am getting older. And so after I had that conversation with him, he had a conversation with my mom and then she hit me up and she was like, yo, totally understand, all good, don't worry about it. Wow. And so it was cool to be able to have a conversation like that without getting into an argument or like, there was no bad in that. You know, it it was like a conflict and we kind of talked about it and then we're like, okay, cool. I love that because a lot of it, that conflict isn't really conflict. It's just difference. And once we can talk about it and explain it, Mm -hmm. it's how you talk and explain. And you've had two awesome experiences of that in the past year. That one you just described and the one when you just went home and told girlfriend what was up, right? Yeah. And both times, it was a relief. Yeah, absolutely. Like like a huge stress just off my shoulders. Okay. Cool. And I feel like these are like new milestones where it's like, okay, like, cool. Like that, that makes sense now. Yeah. You know, when I talk about like clearing boulders <laughs> and trees out of the way so we can go that yeah. way off the, off the lift and go down that out of bounds trail, mm-hmm. what you're now doing is going, oh, right. And I can see a little further down that trail than I could before. Yeah. Because those boulders and trees aren't there. I've done it before a couple of times. Yeah. And it goes okay, so let me keep skiing that way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, you're. I mean, this is actively creating a new neural pathway in your brain, a new way of thinking about things. Yeah. And it's it's something that if we don't do this work, we talked about the work, and this is the work you're doing. If we don't do this work, mm-hmm. that out of bounds is boarded off. You know, with those mm-hmm. old school like wooden planks, <laughs> yeah, out of bounds, do not go, danger, right? Because we just don't know. Yeah. And we just go the way we've always gone, right? But you're kind of going, wait, no. I can do this. I can try it this way. I can talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Hey, this conflict, potential conflict that mom doesn't want me staying in the same. Let me say something. See how that goes. Yeah. And yeah, I love even the little things. Like you said, it was a little thing that right behind you mm-hmm. going, you got this. You got and that's those little things are reinforcing and reiterating yeah. some big shift that you're undergoing. now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it's cool to see the little things because I've always looked for the big picture in this kind of stuff. Right. And now it's the little things that I mean the most. And I, I keep saying this, but it, I kind of feel like now I'm really slowing down. Like I'm still, I'm still go, go, go. But like mindset sure. wise, I feel like I'm slowing down to be able to realize this kind of stuff. And like, like I, I keep saying it, but it's just, it's a good feeling. Yeah. And there's, there's an experience of this that I think is good for you. Good practice, good putting into practice things that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And, and ways of doing this because it's, you know, when you were talking about the weekend, I thought, wow, this is interesting because it sounds like Big Drew was going on this weekend trip. Yeah. When we had talked about bachelor party, mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't really have Big Drew yet. Mm-mm. Not you at know? all. You know, it's almost like if the bachelor party popped up now, mm-hmm. you might be like, okay, well, I want to talk to my brother first. Right. And then I'll go because you're moving boulders and trees and going, I can see further down that trail. And it is a little bit of practice and putting into practice and speaking up for something. And I do feel a lot more confident in all of that. And I think it's all steps, you know, and it's my 15 year plan. And this is kind of the start of it. Right. And so it's, it's cool to see it like happening. 
I'm more interested to see what happens now than than <laughs> worried about it. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's my shift. Well, you're living it, so you're getting to experience it as opposed to being anxious about it or not even sure if it can materialize. You're going, oh, wait, this is my path. I'm, I'm walking my path now. Mm-hmm. Let me look around on this path. Yeah. Let me check this out. Let me experience. Yeah. Like, cool. Get to kind of look around and experience. Yeah. And that's what makes it, I think, enjoyable and colorful. Mm-hmm. And sharing with somebody yeah. makes it that much more special. Yeah, yeah, a lot more special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. And then, like, this is completely random. I've been having a lot more dinners lately, and that's like another shift that I've seen is being confident with girlfriend, telling her, "Hey, I'm not going to come over tonight. I got to do this." It happened last night, actually. She, it was like nine thirty. Me and friend were working out, and she was like, "Yo, can you come over?" And I was like. I, I, my first reaction was, yeah, of course, I'll be there like in 30 minutes. Let me know when. And then I like sat back and I was like, yo, it's late. I'm chilling here tonight. Like, sorry. And she's like, oh, no, it's totally okay. Yeah. Interesting because she did almost the same to you a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it wasn't okay at that time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's the difference? I think the difference is, is I thought I am going to see you tomorrow. Or, and if it's not tomorrow, it's the next day. And right. if it's not that day, it's this weekend. Right. You know, it's knowing that we are in a really good spot now and, and understanding that it just, it took me a while to understand that she does care because I feel like I've been lied to my whole life. And, and so like, it just took me a while. Yeah. Like a long, like a long while. Absolutely. I mean, you were really feeling like it's an abandonment of yeah. me. Like I'm, I'm alone. I'm lonely. I'm, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't even the it's okay to not to be not okay. It was the this is not okay. Yeah. That's deep and that goes back to wounded little Drew, right? Yeah. What you're recognizing, one, is that wound. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm having this strong reaction from something else that's just been building and it's still there. And mm-hmm. okay, it's not about this actual thing. Right. When I do similar or when I have perspective or when I think accurately about it, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to mean that thing that gets triggered. Yeah. It does mean something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And putting it on, you know, yourself and seeing it, you get a different perspective, right? Yeah. A different shift. And it doesn't mean I love her any less right. or I don't want to see her or I'm abandoning her or leaving her. It just means, you know, and there's a way for us maybe you tell me, of connecting a little bit, even Mm -hmm. though I'm saying I'm not coming over. Yeah. I think it has to do with her response to, on how she responded to it, of totally okay, baby, couple hearts, like all good, love you so much. Mm. Like if it was more of a, why don't you want to come over, what's going on, that's when I would have started feeling guilty. And like, I don't know if that's good or bad of me looking to her for that reassurance in that situation specifically, because if she would have gone the other route of like, no, come over, like I, I need you to come over, that type of thing, I would have, you know, and then I would have felt guilty and like it wouldn't have been fun. If she pulled an alarm, yeah. it was like, I'm having a really tough time. Okay, maybe you do. Yeah. And even if she texts back and doesn't text back the hearts, if it's like a, fine, do whatever you want. Yeah. Again, that would have been like a, what do you mean? Right. At the heart of that, you know, and I'm reinforcing this and assuming this is correct, but mm-hmm. it's still fairly new Mm -hmm. but at the heart of that is hey i know i'm doing an okay thing yeah and i know i'm still here for you yeah it's not a rejection or an abandonment Mm -hmm. when we just go right at it Mm -hmm. especially from this place where you are 
building more confidence that what you're doing is okay, mm-hmm. then the not okay might be coming from someone else. Mm-hmm. And you can be attuned to that and go, hey, you seem not okay. What's going on over there? I mean, if, if it's an emergency, I'll come over and I'll see you. Or if you're feeling super lonely and bad, yeah, you know, let me wrap up with him and then I'll be there. Right. Right. If you need me to drop everything and be there just so you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Cause I feel like I play that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I totally, like that is totally something like I play, which isn't fair. Yeah. I, I don't think that's fair for either, either one of us. You know, I don't think it's fair to do to myself and I don't feel like it's fair to do to her. I don't think it's fair for yourself. So I think that's a little true talking. I, I think big Drew was confident and, and I can go a night. I can go five nights without seeing her and be okay. Right. I can go, I can go two weeks and be okay, you know, but like, <laughs> yeah, let's go we're, we're getting there, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I think it's more of a confidence thing mm-hmm. in my own realm where mm-hmm. it's like when I say, no, I need to see you, no, I need to do this. And then she doesn't, that's my own self security playing into it mm. because it doesn't matter what she says. Like I'm still going to have my reaction. Right. And I want this feeling like where I'm at today to kind of be like the new start of everything. Right. I think this weekend's a lot bigger. It's a lot, it's a really big, small thing. It's a really big, <laughs> small weekend. Yeah. I like the way you're saying that. Cause it, it means, look, it's a small weekend. No big deal. It is a big deal because it's more, creating that trail it's more experience of something it's more yeah. practicing being big through yeah being authentic being communicative with the people closest to me right now mm-hmm. my girl my mom my dad yeah and is that going to be a challenge sure yeah are the what ifs going to pop up sure yeah it's interesting because that's we'll get into something about this mm-hmm. that's a pretty heady concept mm-hmm. but maybe we'll get it because it's certainly coming up. Mm-hmm. It's okay for somebody to be disappointed. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's almost a version of this thing I came up with. It's okay to be not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it really, that idea of it's okay for someone to be disappointed. Yeah. I mean, think about parenting. Like a kid cries because he doesn't get a cookie. Oh, yeah, you're not going to get a cookie till after your dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, crying, crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's it's disappointing for you. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Yeah. And you're not getting the cookies until <laughs> you finish your dinner. Yeah. Right? It's it's having some limits and some boundaries and just going, okay. And not going, don't, oh, don't be disappointed. It's okay. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. I didn't get my cookie. Right. I'm disappointed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I hear that. It's not going, whatever, that's yours. Yeah. It's going, yeah, I, I hear you. Your mom and dad might be disappointed. That's yeah. okay. Yeah doesn't mean you're a disappointment right and you are disappointing overall right i like that a lot but i think that's that's hitting the uh the nail on the head mm-hmm. with how i'm feeling going into this weekend and mm-hmm. i think i need to leave room for disappointment because like going into it i want everybody to be happy but i don't think that's realistic and i don't think that's rational and to your point like it's okay like it's that is fully okay yeah it's noble i don't want anybody to be disappointed right but like you said it's impossible irrational Mm -hmm. you know and actually i mean think about like spoiled kids who always get everything they want Mm -hmm. right yeah because they should want for nothing they should have everything they want they grew up to be entitled little brats yeah right yeah that's not what we want to create all around us right allowing somebody to be disappointed and knowing that the disappointment is okay Mm -hmm. right then you get a rounded experience of things. When you're trying to make sure nobody's disappointed, oh, 
fuck, it's exhausting. Yeah. And well, then I think I get disappointed. There it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We can take care of everybody else. And then the only thing that makes us feel good is everybody else didn't feel bad. Right. And then, you know, I'd go, okay, how was the trip for you? You go, fucking sucked. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. I think that's the biggest void in me and my mom's relationship Hmm. is that I never want her to be disappointed because I know when stuff kind of, like, one thing happens, that's a snowball effect for a huge thing to happen. And I think I find a lot of guilt in that because a lot of the times I think it's my fault because I did the one thing that kind of sparked the whole thing. Um, when in actuality, like I had nothing to do with it, you know, she would have done it anyway. Right. You know, like if it wasn't me or something else, it just happened to be like, that time, that place, and she took whatever that was on her own. Yep. So yeah, I, I definitely need to leave room for disappointment, and I think that made me go 100% bray now because <laughs> like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah, totally, that makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah, I'd go. 95, 90, 98% beret. Yeah. Right. Only yeah. because it, there's, there's something, although you can go hundred percent, just kind of go with it. Like it's, right. if it rains and you're, you're out there in the mountains, like, cool, feel the rain. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, had you gone that 5% and brought a poncho, right. you know, be a lot better. Right. Maybe, but maybe like, ah, yeah, this experience. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. But we're leaving that like, oh, right. I know I can handle this. Yeah. If I go in there going, they can't be disappointed the entire weekend. Nobody can. Mm. Fuck, that's tough. Yeah, you know, it's exhausting. That's, that's the thing about the gearhead. He's, he's bringing a fucking 90-pound bag of the mountain with him. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. That sucks. Right? Yeah. So we take that weight off and we just go, yeah, it's going to be okay. Oh, you're disappointed? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed it's not that kind of trip, but I'm really happy that it is this kind of trip. You're listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. Saying no to others is a way of saying yes to ourselves. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. In a positive way, I think. <laughs> not just being a selfish dick, right? <laughs> and it's something that you'll have to experience and see how that goes. Yeah. Because we're not used to that. And we still have those very real, large stakes mm-hmm. of when, as little Drew, not even acting like, and when it came, but when you were little. Right when that went really wrong mm-hmm. and really not okay and it was really scary. Yeah. Right? You're learning different now. Yeah, and I think it'll be a brand new thing because I think when when I see disappointment in a relationship, that's when I go full negative, even if it's like a little disappointment, like any, any amount. And I never even really thought about being okay with disappointment. Like, like I've never thought about that. So, I, I again, I'm very interested I'm very curious to see like what happens next and, and where this goes. And and I, I think I am prepared on both sides to to kind of go into it with like a clear like level head, not yeah. a not a worried what's gonna happen here, what do we gotta do now, that kind of thing. Totally. Yeah, I I like this because it, it really is like creating that new trait, like actively creating space for it and and trying this stuff out. And yeah. the thing that I love most about this is that you're allowing yourself to kind of be in this space where you're trying it out. You're taking care of your shit. Yeah. It's like the first time in my life. It's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Look at you smiling. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's good. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Awesome. We're back. And we are back with you. Yeah, we're all together again. Alone together. (laughs) Okay, so 
right after your session last, he ended up having a conversation with his girlfriend and her response was, it's so funny the way he said it. He's like, and her response was exactly. And I was like, what? I was thinking, cause he said it, it was exactly what I needed, but I <laughs> thought he was going to say it was exactly the opposite of what I wanted. Oh, that's funny. I thought you were going to say it was exactly what I thought it would be. No. And, you know, yeah. like that, that preparing for the worst kind of thing that, that we often do. Exactly. So no, he said it was, it was exactly what he needed, which great. He went on then to talk about how his girlfriend is wanting to hang out with her friends more, which after I listened to that and I noted, I just wrote sus next to it. <laughs> <laughs> As in suspect. Yeah. Like, come on, what, what is happening here? And his reaction to that was great though. He said he's feeling okay. He didn't sound like he had any cognitive distortions around it. Right. And that, you know, then went on to talk about his friend that he was playing video games with and how that person made him feel really good. And like, yeah. you know, he was sort of part of the family and yep. which I thought was super cool, 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 great. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't like his girlfriend. Sorry, Drew. <laughs> Being a girl, I can just tell you, like, wanting more time with my friends. Meh. You know, it's something that I get, I understand, and I can see if you're looking at it through a, a lens of interdependence. Like, yes, it's good to each have your own friends and come together and really totally. like, look out for that for each other. But there is something about how he's talking about it and what you're picking up on. That's like, doesn't sound like he's getting his needs met. Exactly. You know? And exactly. what he said a few times about maybe I need to step away and take care of myself. Like he's looking at, well, what are my needs? Do I need her to meet my needs or, or maybe I don't, I, I don't know. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It just seems like it's not like they live together. It's not like they're been dating for years. You know, so it's just that I just a weird sense I get. Hmm. I just I want her to want to spend time with him. And I don't know how much time they spend together or don't, because I'm a huge advocate of having our own lives, you know, having our own friends and doing our own things and then coming together and having a life together. But I don't know, it just feels off to me. So I just noticed it. Yeah. And it's it's something where you know, I certainly have observations and opinions, but with Drew in the room, I suspend all of that because I'm really going with him. Of course. And I, I think, you know, I, I'm looking for, I know that she has a completely different story, or as we said in a previous episode, her own movie about it, like looks different, right? And it highlights to me that it's, it is really difficult to work on yourself and try to improve yourself when your partner either doesn't support that or isn't doing that themselves. Right. Right. Totally. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It just makes it harder because you have to have these conversations. And I gave him so much credit for being able to do that with her and recognize that. And, you know, what I'm highlighting for him is, yeah, and you got your need met when you asked for it. Like, how incredible was that? Yeah. And you, you pointed out something that really jumped out at me is that you pointed out how his perceptions have changed. Hmm. And so it was like, since his perceptions have changed, therefore his responses and behaviors have changed, the 
CBT triangle, right? Yep. So as his perception of what's going on is different now, because he's thinking a little bit differently, he responds more mellow or his response is different. And so his behavior is different. Yeah. And that, that more mellow is I'm not as activated or charged up, right? I'm not as patterned, automatic, unconscious. Like I, I have more awareness of it. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing we've talked about this, in, I think a couple of weeks in a row, the idea of sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a function of now that I'm thinking more clearly and I'm able to process better. Holy crap. There's all these people around me and they're really not supportive. You know, they're kind of detrimental to my progress right now. And I don't know if that's what he's noticing with her. I think what he's noticing is I can speak up for where I'm at. And when I do, it's still a little scary and uncomfortable, but I get my need met and that's better. And eh, I'm not getting it all the time and that's tough, but he's also, you know, seeing it like his friend when they were playing the video game, you know, it, it was, he was feeling it then and he was like, ah, yeah, this is what I need. This is what, right? So it's being that vulnerable and that open to it helps you shift your perspective because you then will see it in other places and you can identify it now, now that you're looking for it. And something I noted was it seemed to me that his friend was responding slash reacting to Drew's internal confidence that he was, as he becomes more confident that this guy is like, Oh, it's really nice to like be around you. And it was great. And I like being, you know, that whatever little tiny, even shift maybe is happening around his confidence and his ability to ask for what he wants or set boundaries. It seems like, and I tell this to people all the time, people are going to notice shifts and shifts in energy. And we're going to attract different people as we start to work on ourselves and maybe weed other people out. It makes room for like the awesomeness to come to us. (laughs) Right. And the, and the non-awesomeness to expose itself. And then it's our choice to call it name it, move away from it, you know, whatever it might be. Right. So good work, Drew, Drew. So then, first of all, Drew is a mini you with his fucking analogies now. It's amazing. (laughs) So he starts talking about, he's like, so there's this book and I'm like, oh my God. Oh yeah. (laughs) The Giver and the black and white and then the apple and it's red. And I'm just like, this is phenomenal. This is a little dog now. And I love it though. And I was like, I need that book. I don't Mm. know what that book is. I don't know. Did you read it when you were little? No, I didn't know it at all. No. Uh, The Giver. I think it's a Canadian thing maybe. Hey, (laughs) sorry. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm starting to see colors. You know, I'm not seeing all the colors yet. I think he said that, right? I don't know if he said that or you said that, but not seeing all the colors yet. And then, you know, there's color and I get to choose the color most of the time. I get to choose, you know, to see the color. And I was like, (laughs) love that. Love that. So good. What I love is that he's sure. I love him using analogies. That's fantastic, but he's making it his own. So it means he's really starting to see it with his own frame. Totally. You know, sure. You know, a lot of us speak analogy and we love that. It's how we learn sometimes a little better. But for him to pull up that, you know, red apple among the, the black and white, you know, of course, my head goes to, oh, yeah, that's like a Schindler's List. Yep. I mean, horrible analogy for what we're talking about. 
it was just interesting because it, it's something that stands out, you know, and I think in the movie, it was in this movie, you know, that was about, you know, the Holocaust and, and that whole horrific world. But in that, the story of Schindler, whatever it was, that girl represented childhood innocence, I think, you know, and that standing out by virtue of it being the only thing in color in the movie. Very Banksy-esque now that I think about that. Right. So that, that that's how my brain works. He says that. Yeah. And I think of, right, that's when you see something like that. Yeah. It's standing out and he's starting to see the red apples. And I love that because it it's really when yep. your world has been black and white for so long and, you know, you're you're patterned and so used to things being a certain way. As soon as you kind of go, wait, there is color, like it changes your perspective, but also the world around you. Totally. Yep. I thought it was really interesting how, and we've gotten a a lot of comments from people on how like, wow, Drew's amazing and he's doing so well and he always does so well. And he talked this time about how rough last week was and that being in that spot last week was like the worst he's felt in a really long time. And he said, in hindsight, going through shit is a good thing, may not feel very fun. And of course, the genius quote that you came up with, not Drew, it's okay to not be okay. Right. (laughs) Just hearing that. And then, then he was saying, I feel better than ever now. Yeah. It's, I mean, I I love what's happening because it's, even though, like we said, the might get worse before it get, gets better because you're seeing a lot more, you're aware of a lot more. So the things that don't fit uh, will stand out like that red, like that, fuck, there's another movie. Man, see, this is how my brain works. That Do you remember the movie Pleasantville? Yeah. With uh, Reese Witherspoon, Toby McGuire. Do you remember that? Yeah. Again, it was another black and white movie until they start experiencing like, I think it was passion or whatever it was. And then- suddenly like flowers turn red and the characters that like would experience passion or open up to the real emotion would then start to see color and the whole, you know, the whole town became color. And I think that's his experience now. And why, like what I think he's going to start to recognize is that all the things that felt uncomfortable and that were scary and uncertain and created a lot of anxiety and he moved away from are the things that he's starting to see in a new, exciting, colorful way, and he's beginning to embrace it. Yeah, he even said one of the things he noticed about last week was that he hadn't, quote unquote, spewed, such a gross word, (laughs) to anybody. And he noticed that it felt good for him to go through it on his own, which was really new. He always, and he said, he always felt like he needed to tell somebody everything and you mentioned something that sometimes spewing is just verbalizing anxiety, which I thought was cool. And it seems like he's finding a little bit of the middle path. Yeah. And, and a little bit of, I think what you said last week, giving himself permission to be emotional. You know, you even noted, I think last week that he said something about that's the worst he's ever felt. And I think what that, what I took that to mean was he was staying in that feeling like he's felt worse before, but usually when it comes up, he will move away from it. And this is instead of shut down, we double down and we move towards it and we were able to process it. And that's where, you know, he 
can come in this week and go, oh, wow, yeah, I feel so much better. Like I really needed to go through that, needed to do that. Because when we, if we, you haven't grown up in a family that talks about these things and, and works out these emotions and these experiences, and you haven't gone to therapy before, then you probably just hold it all and carry it with you and dump a little bit on your friends every now and then, and maybe get some good advice, but you don't necessarily get the experience. Or maybe get horrible advice. True. But to get the experience of somebody is just sitting with you with the experience and allowing you to go through it all. It's really transformative. Yeah. And I guess his biggest thing now is he's saying he's really worried about going home this coming weekend and bringing his girlfriend with him. And there was a lot of internal conflict about spending time with his parents versus spending time with her, only going to be there for a couple of days. And, you know, you asked what he wants. And I don't know, again, just my mind jumped to like, dude, it's your dad's birthday. You're only going to be home for a couple of days. You haven't seen them in months. Like, why are you even bringing her with you? That was just my thought. Um, <laughs> a little skewed. Sure. Sure. And I get it. It's a lot because he wants to show her around and like where right. he's from. And then at the same time, for me, it seemed a little bit like maybe go see your parents catch up because you haven't seen them in so long and then bring your girlfriend like in a little bit. It just seemed like, and I get that that's not necessarily an option, but it just seemed like so much anxiety about how to navigate the weekend. Exactly. And that was, you know, what I was trying to highlight was not just the problem solving the weekend, but look at the mechanism for I'm trying to please everyone. And if I can take care of everyone, then it's okay. Like, yeah, but what do you want? And that's like, what? What do you mean? What do I want? I just want people to not be disappointed or not be mad. Like, that's <laughs> that's no way to go through life, son. I totally. Mean, you you want to actually have your own experience of things. So I really tried to get to, well, what do you really want? And he did say it. You know, he's like, well, I want to be able to have dinner together this night. And then this night I can do my date night with my girlfriend, like we usually do. And then I want to go into the city and, you know, show her the space needle or the gum wall or whatever it might be in Seattle that he wants to see. And then we can just all hang out together. But to just like sit around in a back room watching TV with my folks, that's not what I want this trip. And, and it's a little bit of he's growing up. You know, he's, he's not just the kid anymore. And he even said that to his dad when, when the mom said, you're sleeping in separate rooms, you know, like, I'm not a kid. Like, that's not okay. It's, we practically live together. It's weird not to sleep in the same room. They practically live together? Is that true? Uh, they spend a lot of time at each other's places. And I mean, that's partly why you were hearing him say her friend was saying, I want to see you more because she was spending so much time with him at each other's places and they work all the time, right? So, you know, that idea, I think that we were starting to see from him is he was even saying, I'm getting older. Like, I don't want to disrespect my parents, but I'm getting older. I'm starting to be my own person. Yes. And also like, if your mom doesn't want you to sleep in the same room, you don't get to sleep in the same room as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's just sort of like, Maybe. I mean, then don't come. That's an option. Right. He, she, his mom could lay that down. Not that she's going to, but like, if she really didn't want them to, like, why can't he just respect that? Well, that's just it. If she really wanted that, if that was really important, if she was like, nope, I, I'm, I'm a good Christian and, and not until you're married and okay. But for him, it was like, wait a second. I don't want to just 
cave to somebody like I want to stand up for myself a little bit. And he just had said to his dad, like, yo, what's going on? And his dad's like, oh, yeah, not a big deal. I'll talk to mom. And it was fine. Sure, exactly. If dad had said, yeah, well, you know, when you're in our house, you, you have to respect our rules. That would be something different. And then yeah, there yeah, would yeah. be a conflict. Right. But I think this was more an experience of him speaking up for his own boundary. I'm not a little kid. Right. Not challenging their rules, but speaking up for his boundary. And there's a big difference there. Totally. Which makes sense. Yeah. hundred percent. And he talked about going home scares him. I mean, and it scares him that he doesn't live at home anymore and how it's not his home anymore. And so I was just, it, I think that's something a lot of us go through, especially if, you know, when we leave home, our parents maybe move and it's not your childhood home or, you know, just knowing that, oh, I'm going to my parents. It's not my house. So I don't have my own home anymore. Yeah. You know, and you can have your apartment that you live in or whatever, but it's weird to not have like a home. Oh, yeah. Necessarily. Yeah. And to be a visitor at your parents. It's like, oh, did your room get turned into the fucking place where the treadmill is and you throw the clothes on it? Like, <laughs> Totally. It's sort of like what we were talking about with Maybe part of what's the same about home is that it's evolving and changing and you're getting older and you're changing and your parents are getting older and they're changing. And the only constant is change, but it's still home, you know, and it's adjusting to, and it might be part of what he's experiencing with seeing different color and different experience of the world. Like, oh, but now I have to go back into this black and white scene in their movie and abide by the black and white rules. And I can still bring a little color, but you know, that's okay. I, I don't have to have everything be technicolor beautiful, right? In here. Totally. And you ended with, which I thought, I think it was the end, but uh, when you said it's okay for someone to be disappointed, it doesn't mean you're a disappointment. And then mm. he said, I think he said he's going to leave some room for disappointment. Yes. And I was like, you guys are both fucking brilliant. <laughs> so good. Well, it's okay for someone to be disappointed. doesn't mean you're a disappointment. Yep. Absolutely. It, and it's, I, I say it all the time, especially to the couples that I work with, like, it's okay to be mad. It's not that it's okay for you to be mad. That's true. But it's okay for your partner to be mad, right? As soon as we go, oh, are you mad? Are you mad at me? Did I do something wrong? Like, we don't need to correct it that way necessarily. It's just allowing for sometimes those uncomfortable emotions to come up and let them come up. Let that person feel disappointment, right? And like you said, it doesn't mean you're a disappointment. So I'm excited to uh, see how it turned out. And if him leaving room for disappointment when he went, that was helpful or necessary or what, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. I'm disappointed that this is ending for now. So sad. But I'm not a disappointment. You're not a disappointment, <laughs> Doug. Not at all. Cool. Well, stick around for next week. We'll see how it went. And for how it goes for you guys, please drop us a line, yourmentalbreakdown.com. You can join the Facebook group. Find us on Instagram. Please do if you're on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> is that what I was going to say iTunes. Um, if you're on there listening to us, take the time to give us a rating and write a review. It really helps us out. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys. We'll uh, talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.